Hey folks, welcome to Paths to Restoration. I'm Ed Szeski, the author of Reconnect, Spiritual Restoration from Digital Distraction. And I'm recording today, it's a Tuesday. It's um, about 24 hours before the inauguration of President Biden. Uh, I was joking on Twitter that today is going to be the, the longest month uh, since the decade of 2020. So, <laughs> um, and, and I wanted to, you know, I, I, I've confessed before that I love, um, these kind of like artificial starting and stopping points. And so whether it's like a new year or a new president, um, uh, I, I love these kind of opportunities to, to ask some questions about like what's been going on, like what the trends have been in my life, in your life, and then what, uh, the next steps could be. What does it look like going forward? And the, you know, the thing that I've been thinking about a lot, uh, you're looking toward the inauguration and just the, the changes in America. And then also just the tumultuous events we've had. Um, there's this like struggle to hope. And it's almost like we're, we're expecting the worst to happen. And like, you know, when the the insurrection happened on on January sixth, I feel like, you know, I was expecting the worst, and I kind of thought, well, it's just kind of a bunch of crazy people uh, attacking the Capitol because they believe misinformation about the election being stolen, which it wasn't stolen. Um, it's been widely proven in the courts and by election officials and you know, many many Republican state officials who have said the election was not stolen. Um, I thought it was just, you know, kind of a crazy coup, right? Um, bad, but just kind of people caught up in the moment. And then afterwards you find out that, oh, actually, uh, there was a lot of planning and, you know, there, it could have been a lot worse actually. So, you know, there's that thing where you're kind of just waiting for the rug to be pulled out from under you and you're expecting the worst. And I feel like, um, almost like, <laughs> you know, the last couple of weeks of this administration and the first couple of weeks of this administration, for me, at least have felt very similar in that, you know, I, I know that I was expecting the worst after the 2016 election. I feel like a lot of really bad things have happened because of this man. Um, and, you know, and I think that you, when you, kind of almost like train yourself to expect the worst and to, to not hope. And like, there's this kind of, you know, this beating you take and it's, it's traumatic. And I feel like it filters down into other areas of your life. And so, you know, that's, that's been part of my journey. I don't know about your journey, but you know, my own journey has been, you know, how do we remain engaged in the world without letting this stuff just kind of take over? I mean, I feel like that was the, the great struggle that Thomas Merton faced in his day, speaking out against nuclear war, uh, while also engaging in contemplation and, and you know, silent prayer, uh, in a hermitage, right? He was like writing letters to people and articles. And sometimes he even got kind of the situation wrong. And he would write to people and apologize and say, Hey, I, you know, I'm isolated out here and the mail doesn't always get to me. And, um, you know, I want to remain engaged in the world, but it's, it's hard. And so, uh, you know, if, if he faced that struggle, how much more do we to remain, uh, engaged in the important issues of our time, not to 
you know, just overly spiritualize things and say, oh, we need to, you know, you know, race is a, is a, a sin problem, not a skin problem, you know, whatever, you know, I mean, like you know, all the little platitudes that Christians kind of uh, unhelpfully toss around. We want to stay engaged, but we also want to have a, a hopeful posture that's guided by our faith. So, you know, I, I'm looking back a little bit about, you know, what, what's, what's changed, like how have I changed? I've changed a lot, unfortunately. I feel like, <laughs> and I've had to work through a lot of stuff over the past four years, but, you know, we also want to look ahead and what's, what's, what's coming up. How does our faith inform our, our activism? How does our faith inform the way that we engage in our communities and, and help others? Uh, how do we, you know, move forward? So the first thing is that, you know, we've, we've gone through a lot of trauma and, you know, maybe that's too heavy a word, but I feel like, you know, a lot of us kind of started each day thinking like, what kind of crazy thing is going to happen today? And, and, you know, this morning I, I pulled up the Washington post, I'm a subscriber there now. And, you know, there was no mention of, of, you know, who <laughs> on the Washington post homepage doing something crazy, you know, no, no mention of him at all uh, on the, above the fold at least, but you know, there's no like, craziness, no antics, no, uh, accusations. Um, and I thought, wow, this is just normal life here. This is just people debating policy, which is kind of what we would hope, you know, and, and so there's a, a element where like some of the trauma of the past four years of expecting the worst to happen is, is starting to pass. But also, you know, there is trauma that remains. I mean, uh, the coronavirus is still spreading. Um, so there's still things that are going to kind of cast a long shadow over the year to come. Uh, you know, maybe we've just gotten used to facing the worst that it's hard to see some things turning around a little bit. Maybe it's time to think about how do we practice hope today? How do we rethink our faith in, in light of this kind of national trauma in light of these things that kind of have a you know, cast a dark shadow over our lives, over our thinking, uh, how do we create that space to create hope? Um, one of the things I've been thinking about is, you know, looking for the good news. You know, for instance, there's a New York Times article, um, it's from January 18th, and it's about how we've kind of undersold the vaccines. You know, we've, we've public health officials have tried so hard to tell people like, you know, keep wearing your mask and, you know, you have to keep being safe and careful that they haven't uh, spelled out the ways that the vaccine, the coronavirus vaccines, the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines can benefit people that, you know, when you get these vaccines, um, I think it was like 32,000 people, you know, were in these trials. Only one person had a severe case of COVID one. <laughs> so even when they say they're 95% effective, you know, everyone else who, got sick, except for that one person, um, had, you know, very mild symptoms. And even if you do, uh, and when you do get the vaccine, you know, the, the chance of, uh, spreading the virus to other people is, you know, minimal, if not, you know, it's just not going to happen. So that's not been analyzed, uh, rigorously, but you've got, you know, um, Dr. Paul Sachs of Harvard, 
writing about this. You've got um, Dr. Monica Gandhi of University of California, you know, saying like, you are safe, like both from the disease and the spreading of the disease. And, you know, I think that it's, it's this desire to give people information about vaccines that you, you, you could have a reaction to it, uh, like any vaccine. Um, but that, you know, every case of a reaction gets, you know, covered, you know, as if it's this like big event, I think the media almost, you know, you can't help it. So the risk here for these vaccines, it's so minimal and it's designed to teach your body how to fight the virus. And it's, you know, the results from, you know, scientists are like the absolute best cases they could have imagined. And yet people are still afraid to get the vaccine or people, um, you maybe have their doubts or they're a little uneasy about it. Um, it's, it's hard to be hopeful right now. It's hard to be optimistic. You know, I just, I wonder if, you know, the past four years of this, all the bad news we've had, you know, and all the, the misinformation and disinformation on social media, you know, it's kind of wears us down at a certain point. So, you know, how can we see the good news? How can we make space for that? Not to be, you know, delusional, but to say, you know, hey, like, have we gotten used to just seeing so much bad stuff happening that it's hard to see the good things around us? Um, and that, that could be like, you know, something big like the vaccine, or it could just be, you know, taking a walk with your kids or, you know, playing outside with your kids or, uh, you know, doing some art stuff, you know, get, get, uh, get on YouTube and check out the virtual instructor. Or, um, I've been watching some videos with woodworking for mere mortals, right? Like just get, get out there and do something, create something. And then the other thing I've been thinking about is, you know, what can we give up on that doesn't work? Right. So, you know, kind of the classic thing has been, you know, going head to head with someone who um, is, has bought into conspiracy theories or who, you know, is kind of reading up on propaganda, like going head to head with people doesn't work. Like if you, you know, and that's, this has been like a long time lesson for me on social media, like going head to head with anybody on social media, it just like, it rarely works because you're both kind of out there and you don't want to be embarrassed. You don't want to you know, stand down. You don't want to look bad. Um, can we give up on the stuff that's not productive? You know, and that's been over the years, you know, as I was working on reconnect, I mean, I just kept thinking about the time I'd wasted, you know, arguing with people on social media when I really should have been focusing on just putting out things that were true and honest and helpful to people and could bless people, you know, and just focus on my own integrity instead of going after other people. Um, that, that was a big shift just working on, on reconnect for me. And, you know, I think there's a wider application there of, you know, let's give up on the stuff that doesn't work, the stuff that doesn't give hope, that doesn't give healing to people. Um, you know, and not, not to say we avoid controversy and that's, that's where I, I you know, I come back to someone like Merton who, you know, he had a, a wide vision for his ministry, but he spoke very, um, sharply about race and racism in America about, you know, the mistreatment of the environment, the mistreatment of Native Americans, the, um, the this madness of the way people thought about nuclear war. Let's give up on what doesn't work, you know, without, you know, abdicating our responsibilities. But, you know, let's, let's think about productive ways to move things forward to help people.
you know, so just kind of wrapping up, you know, what can we do to, to make space this year? How do we hold on to hope? You know, are there practices where, you know, we're expecting bad things to happen? Are you doom scrolling? Let's find ways to read, to create, to, to take action, to pray, uh, you know, to, to make things, to bring renewal, to take us out of that, expecting the worst thing to happen and to move more toward hope, to, to live lives of faith that God can use us to, to bless other people instead of just worrying about, uh, all the bad things that could happen or are happening. Um, let's, let's move forward with that, with that creating that space in our lives. Uh, let's, let's create restoration and let's, let's move away from this dark time. Like there's going to be a lot of healing, a lot of truth telling still needs to happen, um, in America. And I think that, um, you know, Christians are, are wrestling right now with how even, you know, the Christian faith was kind of co-opted in the, the insurrection. Like there's a lot of, a lot of messy stuff that still needs to happen. You know, we don't, we don't get to check out from that, from that self-examination of, of seeing our place and our roles, but we have a lot of good things to also share and offer with people. There are hopeful things happening in our world that, you know, maybe it's, it's been hard to see right now. So let's take a moment to, to look at that, to, to share that and to help move people toward that. And, uh, you know, my, my hope and prayer is that we can move toward that restoration together. Thanks so much for listening to Paths to Restoration today. I'm Ed Suzeski. Uh, you can hop onto my newsletter list at my website. It's just my name, www.edsuzeski.com. That's C-Y-Z-E-W-S-K-I.com. And uh, newsletter subscribers get a couple free eBooks. I always send my eBook discounts and sales and, and free promotions to my newsletter subscribers. So you kind of get some nice perks down the line as well as immediately with that, that list. And, uh, I always send podcast episode links out through the newsletter and then other, other reflections on, uh, spirituality and, and, uh, how our Christian faith informs how we interact in the world today. Thanks so much for listening. Have a good day.